Yes. But right now, from Richmond, Terror T and the Beat Assassinator. Pippin, keep rolling with the rhythm.
All right, from Richmond, Tara T and the Beat Assassinator. Okay, we're finishing up. We got one more act. And uh, as soon as they get up on stage, we will be finishing off DJ Soundward Chapter 1, Day 2. And you're listening to CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there from September 8th, 1990, a clip from CITR Presents DJ Soundwar. A rap battle of the bands, kind of like Shindig, except a rap version from September 8th, 1990. You heard DJ Don Chow from Home Taping International and organizer of DJ Sound War, along with Earl the Pearl and CITR Radio. Intro, Terror T, MC Terror T, and a beat assassinator! Recorded live again on September 8th, 1990 at the Sub Building at UBC here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And speaking of Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, today is part two of my interview with Jay Swing and Flipout, former editors of Elements, the hip-hop version of the scorer that existed approximately like 95 and 96 and those guys Jay Swing and Flipout are going to reissue Elements magazine and this is part two of my interview investigating what exactly will be in the reissue. If you're interested in part one check out nardwar.com or citr.ca. So to prepare you for J-Swing and Flip Out versus me, Nardwar, the Human Serviette, Part 2, I thought it would play another Terror T track. In fact, her only appearance on vinyl from 1995. This is from the amazing compilation put out by Planet Pimp Records in San Francisco, Good Time Jamboree. And it actually features a tiny bit of me, Nardwar, the human serviette, and my interview with Tommy Chong from 1993. So you will hear a bit of Tommy Chong, a bit of me, and a bit of Terror T telling you not to do drugs. And in part two of my interview with Jay Swing and Phil Flipout, former editors of Elements Magazine on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. Do you really love drugs? Yeah, I really do. You really do? Yeah, I, I gotta admit it. I do. I think drugs are what's happening, and I advise everybody to do them, especially young kids. <laughs> Okay, gang, listen up close now, because all of us up here on stage have something real important to tell all of you out there. Don't do drugs, and that's great advice. None of us do drugs, and that's why we're always healthy, happy, and having lots of fun. Yeah, man, you don't want to start slipping. Get hooked on drugs and then start tripping. I felt great till you started to debate. Made the wrong choice, fell. Now you're on your way to jail. Don't do drugs, that's a must. The only way to truly 
keep your parents' trust. Nobody wants to watch crash and burn, so pay attention, stop your ignorance and learn. When you stay off drugs, you feel like a king or a queen, knowing that you can't accomplish anything. You don't need poison pushed in your face, peer pressure, tell them, get out my space. You ain't gonna mess up my membrane buster. So go chill with the rest of the cluckers, you suckers, and stay off my block. Cause I'm saying no, and I believe that's your cue to go. See ya, just say no, be a hero, not a zero. Drugs ain't no good, keep them out your neighborhood. Just say no, be a hero, not a zero. Drugs don't pay, you got to, got to get away. Ow. Just say no, be a hero, not a zero. Drugs ain't no good, keep them out your neighborhood. Ooh. Just say no, be a hero, not a zero. Drugs don't pay, you got to, got to get away. Drugs and alcohol and cigarettes can hurt you. Make you ill in places you never knew. Your heart, lungs, and liver know the deal. And sometimes it just won't heal. Lesson, don't do drugs. Feel stronger, don't do drugs. Exercise longer, don't do drugs. Talk and walk straight, don't do drugs, and you feel great. Each of us is a special person, and I'm concerned. I guess that's why I ain't cursing. I'm serious, delirious, turning blue in the face. You see, I'm trying to state my case. If anyone steps up and offers drugs, tell your parents, a teacher's about the thugs, and you'll both feel glad that you did. So listen up, keep your chin up, stay off the drugs, kid. You know what? I think we gotta break it down one more time for y'all. Bring the chorus back. What do you say? Huh? Yeah. And it goes a little something like this. Just say no, be a hero, not a zero. Drugs ain't no good, keep them out your neighborhood. Just say no, be a hero, not a zero. Drugs don't play, you got to, got to get away. Just say no, be a hero, not a zero. Drugs ain't no good, keep them out your neighborhood. Just say no, be a hero, not a zero. Drugs don't play, you got to, got to get away. We're here with Flip Out and Jay Swing talking all about CITR's rap magazine, Elements, put together through the kindness of the Scorter magazine and Linda Scholten, who was the station manager of CITR at the time. But at first, DJ Soundmore, you mentioned people coming from all over. Like, Hubert was at DJ Soundmore? Yeah, for the, I think it was, it was well, it was the fourth one we brought Hubert and Shortcut up to showcase. And they were super cool. They didn't charge us at all. They were just like... We're gonna cut like we paid for them to come up, but they were just and you know what Linda put the fucking flights and hotel on her credit card. That's how awesome she is. Like, like oh, I, no idea. Like I can't like Linda supported us like crazy. Anyways, they came you up to fly them up. Yeah, because they're from the Bay Area, so we flew them up, put them up, and hosted them. And they just came and rocked out for free. And they judged the DJ competition. And they just did it as you know on the strength of hip hop. And that was Shortcuts' first international booking. So J Swing is the first promoter to bring Shortcut out from the bay to the sub ballroom. That's yeah. right. Here's, and here's another thing. Shortcut was like 18 or at the time or something like that. He was mad young and he was already famous and Cuber brought his uh first his first uh DJ uh the Super Booger Breaks. He brought copies of it. So I bought one. Uh you need two if you're going to be a DJ, but I bought one copy with my friend DJ Flight Sidir. Uh but yeah, he came up slagging his his new merch, his new record, that's legendary. Why did a lot of people come up from the States? I can understand people from Canada, but there wasn't anything like this anywhere, was there? Like you flying up Cuba. Yeah, I don't know if there was much like that going on in the States, but I know people came up. I mean, remember Ready and Willin' from like Portland and Cool Nuts? They all came up. Um, I think I have a suspicion that they came up because they thought they could win. 
because they probably thought everyone from Canada was whack. They're like, let's go up because it was real prizes. And MC Terror T won a female, a woman. Yeah, from the city. So, yeah. You guys. What do you remember about the people from the states coming up? Because I remember quite a few of them. I tried to sell them like a veggie dog, but they were like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> I just, I don't, you know, I don't remember much other than they came. I think they everybody was pretty respectful. There was a lot of promos for nasty mix stuff. There was a lot of promos, right? I remember a table just with all the cassette singles spread out over it. Amazing, yeah, it was a, such an amazing thing. So if you go into sub ballroom, like just imagine that was like a big party convention and there was b-boys too there was a b-boy battle too b-boy b-girl battle breaking battle and that's where dvs uh came up and represented their legendary seattle breaking crew did you compete i competed as a rapper and how did that go it went well i won <laughs> i won who was second checkmate was second but checkmate will say that he won here's the judges also said checkmate won there's that part of it yeah, but but then uh, Jay Swing here gave me all the prizes. I won. I yeah, I came to CITR and you're like, well, here's the prizes. I don't know if Check's gonna want this. Da, da, da. I say I won. Checkmate says he won. There's a there's actual videotape that you can see footage of. Do you have you seen it, Nardwar? I haven't, but I do have the record. What the hell, young girls from '93? What happened with that band and young girls? <laughs> wow, that's a loaded question, my friend. About this record. Uh, what the hell was me and Madchild um, in '93? We got signed to a label in the Bay Area, and we got to put out a full-length CD. How did that happen? Uh, Matt Child went down the year before, the summer before in 92, uh, with our friend Rob Risk and met some, met, met like, uh, somebody from a record label and gave him a couple of our songs. And then they said they were interested. So he came back up and, uh, we recorded a demo with Roger Swan, sent a demo down. They said, yeah, we want to sign you. So they signed and we started recording our full length album and halfway through recording it or three quarters of the way recording it up in Vancouver, we drove down to uh, Burlingame, uh, California, which is just outside of uh, San Fran, like near Redwood City. And we went to the record label. And we showed up there. They're like, what are you doing here? And we ended up living down there for the remainder of 1993. We recorded another five songs. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what it was. We And we got one 12-inch that had the song Young Girls on it. What else do you want to know? Well, you were on a compilation too, weren't you? With like Onyx. Oh yeah, on the Mix It on the Mix It DJ Service compilation. That was the record label was Tandem Records, who also put out Cameron Paul, who was the legendary Bay Area DJ, and he had a um, a remix service called Mix It. So as a as uh you know a person uh, the group on their label, they put us on the compilation. And shout out to other if you're a Bay Area rap nerd, you'll know Tandem Records also had a guy named uh, Chunk. And a guy named C-Funk. And these are East Palo Alto um, legends, gangster, like, uh, rappers. And actually, uh, C-Funk is still out. His I think his name is Pro-Hozak. Pro is C-Funk? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Was this before or after DJ Soundmore? This is after. The first one. After the first Before the fourth one. So after you won? No, it was after I won. Because the one you won was in 94. Yeah, so this is after. So I, I, me and Matt Child broke up. We didn't really break up. I just missed, I was homesick. And I came back to Vancouver. Matt Child stayed in the Bay Area. And and then look at him. Like he... Like a tech he did. Like a tech he did with Tommy Tommy Guerrero. 
produce both songs. And um, yeah, I guess I came back up and I kept rapping and I entered the sound war. So that was after What the Hell. Yeah. And so you had a recorded record out before you were in DG Sound War? Yes. And is that allowed? Uh, I gotta go. <laughs> I don't know. Was there rules like that? Is it? Well, you were a professional, kind of. I guess. Oh man, I never thought of that. What's? Oh man. And you are again, flip out. And right beside you, who is that guy right there, right beside you? That is Jason Wallace. And Jay Swing, all about us. You were in Sound War too. I knew you won a prize from Adam Sloan. You went to a studio. Yeah, that that's true. That was um, but that was Checkmate winning the prize when he beat Flip Out. No, 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 no. Yeah, we. No, I won. Get out of here. So yeah, so when Checkmate um won that year, we uh, so it was just Checkmate. It wasn't the group All About Us. It was just our rapper, and we won the first prize was recording time at Adam Adam Sloan Studio, which was Terity's brother, and uh, that's where we recorded our first demo. How did you fit in a scene? Like you were all about what was all about us? How did you fit in, and what did you release? Because I knew you put out some vinyl. Uh, all about us was a rap group, myself, Checkmate, and Jeeps, and we never put anything out as all about us except for some demo tapes. But we and a compilation, right? The compilation, the long player one, that oh, that came after. Not well. weren't you on the Calabash compilation? That was before all about us. That was. Craig when he was with Hooligans with, with First who oh. was later part of Nitwits so that was Craig Craig G at the time so yeah All About all about Us never put out anything Checkmate put out stuff lots of stuff and All About Us when did that end like how long did you do rapping were you a DJ in a group <laughs> from like that, I was the DJ I was the DJ for a while I was the DJ for- And forgive me for assuming it's ended yeah. We're still trying to put out our shit I got a demo for you Nardwar. No, um, it was like 94, 95, 96, 97 I don't know, around there Like I've got demos from like three or four demos from that era um, And then, yeah, I don't know, 96, 97 We stopped and then Checkmate went solo And then Flip started DJing for him And I just, they put out their records And what about you, Flip? After the young girl's experience what happened uh jeez man uh i went to, i did the sound wars and um then i started doing elements i guess and got more into i kept rapping i don't know i rapped on my mixtapes used to release mixtapes i released a bunch of underground hip-hop mixtapes as a dj in the 90s and then in the early 2000s i started another rap group called amp um, but in the 90s, I was just rapping for fun, I guess, and DJing a lot and break and b-boying. And I was b-boying with my crew, Contents Under Pressure, which included Dedos and Zebrock. Now, you had to travel all the way down the, you know, to get on Tandem Records. We had some local records like the West End Girls, Johnny Jet. What can you say about Johnny Jet Records? That's the Finesse and Showbiz label. So shout out Johnny Jet for recognizing those guys. Shady days don't make me blue When the sky is clear then the sun will shine through Shade of grey and it's here to stay As grey makes way for a brighter day Shady days don't make me blue When the sky is clear then the sun will shine through Shade of grey and it's here to stay As grey makes way for a brighter day
say, but hearsay. Fix the mix, it gets dark past six. A funky prefix. Color mix like Felix. Night and day go together as one day. Black and white unite Monday to Sunday. Color brandy wine, color chalk line combined intertwined. It's the finest monkey shine. Our vaccines are smooth. Beat with the tambourine. Smooth out a rough ride with electric discipline. Ready to blow. I know you know. The groove makes movement. The room for improvement. So groove to the groove. It soothes like a smoothman. Colors the day all a shade of gray into mix. So soon to prefix. West End Girls. West End Girls were uh, Amy McKenzie and I forget the other two girls' names, but shout out Amy McKenzie. Uh, she was legendary because she, you know they made they did a cover of "I Want You Back," Jackson Five. They had mo- moderate, mo- uh, modest success or good, big success. They may have been big in like 
Mexico or Japan, like a, a specific country. But yeah, Johnny Jet, um, I think he's a Filipino guy, put out a bunch of music. From- and that's why, actually, they got released, Finesse and Showbiz, in the Philippines. Yeah, that would be the reason. Ah. Yeah. 64 Crayons, the first nationally and internationally distributed hip-hop album. It even came out in Malaysia, the hip-hop album from Vancouver. Wow, shout out uh, Rick Threat and Mr. Rumble. There are a couple other labels too, like Sugar Shack. Sugar Shack. Yeah, that was that was Social Deviance and CIA Crew. And Figure Four and Calabash. Figure Four was well, Calabash was this dude Michael Moetti who ripped off all his artists, and then Ras- Rascals left there. And with Duguay and Saul put out Figure Four, which was like the Rascal stuff. They did Cardinal, they did Chaos, but mostly Rascals. Was Saul responsible for Northern Touch? One of the people. One of the people, a big C from Sony was responsible for Northern Touch. It was supposed to be on a compilation that Saul was at BMG, uh, Craig was at Sony, and they were supposed to do this, you know, uh, compilation of a bunch of Canadian rap, I believe. And uh, that's where that kind of came from. So, yeah, yeah, he was one of the people for sure. Now, you guys did radio shows in Vancouver. What about show promoters a la MCs like Earl the Pearl? Shout out Earl the Pearl. Yeah, he's, yeah. Shout him out. He also had... He's like the cool Herc of Vancouver. I mean, yeah, There's as far as I'm concerned, there's cool... Her- or there's, there was <laughs> there was Earl the Pearl. There was DJ Dave. And those are like the two first guys that I ever went to watch DJ and like were playing like dope shit in a big club. And then Alibaba came a little bit after. But yeah, Earl Pearl is one of the OGs. Was DJ Dave also at the Canucks? No, different DJ Dave. It was DJ Dave at the, from the warehouse. But you did some Canucks stuff too, right? I did some Canucks stuff, yes. Did you play any local rap to the Canucks fans? Yeah, I played Sunreal and I played um, Rascals at times. I played Swole Members. I think those were like the three. You didn't slip in any... <laughs> All about us demos? No, I did not. And we're speaking again to Jay Swing and Flip Beasy. Out, former DJs of CNTR and also former editors of Elements Magazine, which is going to be reissued, all eight issues, yeah. with some bonus stuff, too. Yeah, in a book and hopefully hardcover, like a nice coffee table book that you can flip through or read in depth. I mentioned the Rascals. You mentioned the Rascals. Were they jacked? Like, weren't they jacked by, like, DMX, their beat? Oh, man. They weren't. You know, uh, they weren't jacked. Or with the opposite. They were, yeah. Was, uh, you know what it was? It was too like. What happened? Please explain. It was two like minds remaking an EPMD beat at the same time. And EPMD. EPMD? I'm, I feel like I'm saying that wrong. Anyways, they, it's two people had the same idea and the records came out at the same time, I think is pretty much what happened. Although it was uh, Get At Me Dog by DMX. I, but people will say that DMX jacked them, but. I would. I would I would say that. What are the songs first off? What is a rascal song? The rascal the rascal song is Northern Touch, and but the sample was used already from EPMD, like Jay said. Uh, it's a BT Express loop. I would say that the Rascals put that record out, and then that made somebody remi- remind them of that sample and beat, and then they made it for DMX. I would say that because fast forward. That actually happened when the Rascals, again, made a song with Barrington Levy. And then you see Puffy brings Barrington Levy on to have a song with Shine, which is because Saul G was the one that put together the, the Rascals song. And Saul G was also consulting Puffy at the time, right? 
Yeah, correct. But didn't the DMX and Rascals record come out kind of at the same time? They came out kind of at the same time. And then I think that someone asked Premier which one he liked better. And he said he liked the way that the Rascals one was hooked up. I think it's kind of amazing. Like, Rascals basically were jacked twice, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, no, they were jacked. They were jacked. They were jacked even again with their song, uh, uh, Movie Star, that the producer sold to Keith Murray after he already sold it to them. So Keith Murray has a song called Candy Girl, and Rascals have a song called Movie Star, exactly the same beat, because the fucking producer sold it to two people. But eventually, Chemo of the Rascals, he made it. Didn't he make it for Vancouver Rap because he did the beat for Danger? Russ. Dangerous. Is that Vancouver Rap finally making it? Did Chemo finally make it? Did that put Vancouver Rap on Billboard? It did, didn't it? It put Canadian Rap pretty up there. That was Cardinal featuring Akon, produced by Chemo and Azel. Chemo, the DJ of the Rascals, but I love the fact the Rascals, Chemo, eventually, they won. They won. Chemo won. He got his hit. Is that the closest to a hit at that point? That Did Chemo, when he got the hit with Carnell, Dangerous, and Akon, was that the closest billboard charting that a Vancouver band had had? You know, the highest? I, I guess someone's going to be like, no, man, I fucking produced this. But as I guess if you're you're saying it pretty like enthusiastically, Nardwar, so I I would say yes. Where were some of the places that bands played, rap crews played in Vancouver? Like there was the warehouse, wasn't there? Like yeah. where did people play? Where did you do gigs? Um, the Hungry Eye on Cordova was definitely one of the places. Which uh, uh, most recently was the Hindenburg, if anyone knows. Yeah. Uh, I think the first my first gig ever was an album release party when we opened for the Ragamuffin Rascals. That was at the Palladium. Remember Palladium? Um, York Theater had the Alcoholics uh, perform there in the 90s. And also uh, there was, I don't know if we said this on the on the mic, but I was mentioning uh, all ages venues. Yeah. Did I mention that already? Yeah, I did. I'm not sure, but let's mention it again. All ages venues like BC Pavilion uh, and also even some... Waves, you said. Waves, I said, even like the Polish Hall on on Fraser and 25th. What about Casablanca? Yeah, Casablanca's had some shows as well. That was Earl the Pearl's night on Monday nights, yeah, Casablanca's. And it's also, I noticed, an ad for Drunken Monkey, G-Man at Risk. What was Drunken Monkey? That was, a uh, well, before Drunken Monkey, there was Zoo Boogaloo, which was DJ Check and Vinyl Richie. Um, at the Starfish Room, but Drunken Monkey was G-Man and Risk. They brought like Dilated Peoples, X-Men, when Del, it, Del, Del. So that, that Drunken Monkey was a, a party they did in collaboration with Match Out. It was. Yeah. It was with Match Out. Yeah, that's why it was Dell and and all those like Match Out groups that were opening or headlining. J Swing. That's me. Flip. BZ. Here we are, flip out, here we are talking about Elements Magazine, the hip-hop version of Discorder in the mid-90s that you're reissuing. I wanted to take this time to issue basically a tribute to Mad Child, a Mad Child appreciation post. Sure, and let's just, uh, I'm going to mention that Mad Child started out as an original member of the Ragamuffin Rascals. He was asked to be in the group after they saw him win, or no, not win, a rap contest and then they said hey man this uh white guy from north van is is fresh so they put him in 
the group, and they actually there is has to be footage of them performing on UTV as a group. Mad Child, I think uh, Saul G and Rascal and um, Red One. So then he left the Rascals and he was solo for one second. Then he asked to be in a, asked me to be in a, do a song with him. Young Girls, the original version. Then he said, "Why don't we just make a group?" Then we did our whole record. We made a, we were a group called Show and Tell. Turned to What the Hell. Then I left the group and he stayed in California and he recorded a song called Pregnant that was put on the Bomb compilation in like '94 and it featured Qbert, who he asked to be on the record as a featured guest. And I, he paid him like I think 300 bucks and gave him a pair of Adidas gazelles I make heads nod like a hot rod with hydraulics the beer drinking back to plastic like the alcoholics I snatched it to frolic or tiptoe through the doula smack a bow cat and whip his ass like an orange tulip with aggression I section on the mic feel the pressure from the beaver bandit branded as a young girl professor yes sir I'm fresher I don't mean to be a boaster but I'm the guy that's fly like the great space coaster one tough cook still a rookie with a chance to have all the girls stealing all the pockets in my pants no but I hope I can do the hokey poke and turn myself around kids cause I'm still fucking rough Jock the way I rock this obnoxious concoction I'm swift with the gift of talking quick like at an auction The angry kid about to flip my lid and rob the cradle Try to battle, it's suicidal, my style is fatal So strap on the wrist wraps, I never kiss the fist slaps When I rap, I tap the bottle, then I trip Like YBT, but I beat the better MC, MC Cause my initials are official, artificial styles Get me riled up and that's rough fuck Your stuff sucks and I get wild and it's tough suck Your space case with bass in your face, no distortion I'm taking out kids on a mic like an abortion Like a real record deal. Yeah. It's the monk with yeah. the funk and yeah. the mad nasty yeah. bastard. Yeah. Making shit yeah. fit, cause yeah. he knows we yeah. have to. So call yeah. me Dred Scott, yeah. cause I got yeah. nothing to yeah. lose. Yeah. When cues on the ones and the twos. Who'll see me coming in the year of 94? So let me grab another hiney from the stove. Enter the dragon if you're lagging on the two step. Yeah, you slept on the J to the D E F. Guess it's kinda easy when you're in the background, but here's a new sound, baby, that I found. So check the linguistics, cause I'm sweet like mystic. And if the liquor's there, I'm gonna get licked quick. For real though, people just wanna funk your mind. But I'll just have the beat hit me two more times. Cause it's one for the treble, two for the Honda Civic. If you don't know who this is, I'ma tell you who it is. It's the Asian Caucasian from the idol mode. Make a lot of damn beats, but I'm still fat, bro. So big up to my niggas of the BS crew. Hey, Frisco's in the house, yo, I thought you knew. the rough like a lapper 86 skater later turn into a rapper so clap your hands to the beat bar. but my shoes are old news and i got holes in my socks i rock some mic swell in this group what the hell well here's a little story i got to tell about two bad b-boys with big hopes and dreams we 
drive across the country just to step on the scene. I signed the dotted line, but I guess I'm a dunce, cause I've been living in my car for about six months without a pop of piss and listen up to my story. No love. They didn't even think of saying sorry, but back on track to the fact a record contract is usually whack. Prepare, son, get a lawyer, or you'll be up shit without a battle. Oh, yeah, it's no joke, my friend, so you must learn, cause mama's face not fake, I don't want you to get burned. For me, I live for hip-hop, so I'll keep rhyming and stuff. And just remember my name, cause I'm a diamond in the rough. And then after that, he started making all his more connections in the Bay Area and the first Swollen album. Then he recruited uh, Prev to be in the group. And then he, uh, their first, this first Swollen album has, has uh, Tony the Schizo on it, has Evidence, has Everlast, has Divine Styler, all these like LA and Bay Area kind of like underground legends and also big names like Everlast. So yeah, shout out to Matt Child who grinded like since day one. What about Mocha and Prevail? Like shout out to Mocha. Yeah, shout out to Mocha, uh, who's I think he's released the most releases of any Canadian artist of all time. Hundred plus, hundred plus. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I also want to add. I think it's important that when Mad Child and Flip recorded Young Girls, they themselves were very young. They were young kids too. Now you went to California to hang out with Tandem. What about Cipher from Boston, a Boston group hanging out in Vancouver? Yeah, that's, that's that's Matano. That's clean. That um. So their producer and I guess DJ was from North Van. He went to school in Boston. He went to Juilliard, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's where he met G Squared, and they came back, and he had a bit in his mom's basement. He had a crazy, 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 crazy like a real like real studio in his mom's basement. Yeah, and so they came back here to record, and they became part of Vancouver rap. Never hesitant to represent with pride inside Live for 95, back from the birth First seeds of the earth Heed the worth of my verse Curse the fake ones Son, I gave none to a so-called friend Now and then they bend the truth to boost your incense Pick up and adapt to my pack back east And my peeps in the west with complex dialects I dissect apparently transparent of seeds And see through them, screw them They ain't got a clue in what they doing Blaze the purple haze like every day all day And parlay with the heads around the way This is for my people From dusk till dawn, we get it on, sundown to sunrise on my side. My man Lindy got the lie, so we puff the tie sticks on the high, sipping Heineken's. It's mine again, the lighter lights. Every nightclubs, we be rhyming in. The time was dope while it lasted, then close when someone blasted. That's how it always goes in this rap is. Ashes to dust, while must real hip hop clubs blow the fuck up, then slip up and self destruct. It's the same old every night, open mics turn to fights. And if you ain't got crew, you could lose your life. The highest being couldn't save you from the MC and fleeing. 
the platform when you got your raps torn confetti sliced up from the machete you ain't ready steady hold the sharp needle to deflate your alter ego flowing on cups give up your wackness is hopeless i'm blowing up with the aid of plastic explosives drastic corrosive you can't see i turn up six to stone like medusa now back to the future of hip-hop some get dropped new jacks taking out the old with the cards that i hold to make your squad fall dropping your knees like misery your history you can't remember me i took the key to your memories get with you my wax smashed like glass i got some shit for that ass in a ruboy sound clash this is for my peace my peace this is for my peace Day, month to month, we hunt for stunts and lungs for skunk puncture trunks with bass frequencies as we break freedom season pieces. I leave kids with poetic diseases. It's just a daily shit for me and my clique. The drama side of homicide, it ain't my type of vibe. To survive, I rhyme this drop. Fuck being stuck, working nine to five. And that's the life in Boston. We be sparking, blessed, searching for sex at the club, near Fenway Parking. Hitting up the fish skills, vocal spills with no frills. Flipping syllables when I chills up on Mission Hill. My freezer's filled with a wee and bags of THC, pills of ecstasy. Take me over reality and everybody in my organization is known for taking no short shit. Competitors forfeit when I torture, throw in your towel, accept defeat like the 94 Knicks. I dedicate this shit to my clique. This is for my people. My people. This is for my people. My people. We roll This is for my people. My people. Hey yo, this is for my people. We roll deep. This goes out to all the people. My man D. Yeah, exhale. L I N D Y boot time. Precise natural skills. Money mob is the eon. See money. Yeah, no damn. Three times the mob is And G squared is a uh, Vegas DJ, so he's still involved, kind of in the industry. You know, he also gave me his records when he left. Yeah. I, like all the- I have half of them. Yeah. If people want to get your records, flip out or J swing, they should check out Beat Street Records. Yeah. Have you actually traded in a few of your records to Avia Beat Street? Not my what the hell ones. I kind of collect those. So. But from your collection. Avi's got oh. some of my records. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I have bought a few and they actually have your name written on it. Yeah, I used to tag all my records. So Oh, I think you gave one to someone in an interview. Who was it? Uh, oh, it was someone and you had written like I had my name on it and you gave it to some famous artist. It was kinda cool. But that's cool. You put your why did you put your name on a record? Because you you're carrying them. Oh, like, did people steal the records? Yes, people would. You could get your records jacked. One record could miss, be missing, or you could get them mixed up with your friend while you're playing them, and then you can't tell which is which. And because they're like a personal item, you kind of like they have a certain feel. And yeah, you just want to put your name on on records. People label their stuff. People are OCD. What do you think though? Like a Boston group being in Vancouver, like so, that's kind of cool, isn't it? Yeah, it was cool, but it was also like EQ was kind of a Seattle slash Vancouver group, so they're dope. It was cool. It was good. What about Caspian? Yeah, they were out. They were out in Surrey, and they made their own huge following. So yeah, shout out Caspian. I mentioned him earlier because he was always doing the freestyle raps. Um, yeah, those guys just they have their whole thing. Snack and work. 
Yeah, they have a huge following, huge YouTube following, like millions and millions of views and stuff. What's there much on it? Mercules was part of it? Yeah, yeah, he's, yes. Yeah, he's a younger generation of it, I think, I say. Yeah, Snack the Ripper, um, for sure. Um, Little Windex? <laughs> Little Windex is it. Little Windex, shout him out, hell yeah. What about Victoria, Vancouver Island? There was Mocha and Prevail. Like, what about the Vancouver Island scene? Yeah, I don't know a lot about it. I know Splitsphere was Prev and Mocha, and they kind of did their thing over there and then came to Vancouver. Um, there was Degree and Dubnut One. Yeah. Um, past that, man, that's that's all I remember. Uh, Victoria, also that whole crew, like, of Mocha and Prev and Splitsphere. Also, Nelly Furtado was also in that crew. Like, that's who she was influenced by and she was like like she used to rap and stuff with them so she's from that era do you remember her i don't personally but they they do prev and mocha do yeah that's how she ended up on that fuel injected song or no not fuel injected uh breathe breath breath tracks called breath prev literally says it on the song it is not more to human serviette with who am i with and what are you doing um hi my name is uh flip out and we are here talking about Elements Magazine, the reissue book. And Jay Swing is here, too, because he made it as well. Hi, I'm Jason Swinger. That's my full name. And uh, we are, like Phil said, we are putting out Elements Magazine 25th anniversary edition, we're going to say. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be spectacular. Hip-hop, Vancouver style. Hip-hop, Vancouver style. But not just Vancouver hip-hop, because we approach the magazine on kind of like a worldwide or, you know, not just not just local. It was everything we thought was dope, which was, you know, mostly international groups. So it's really everybody's from like the Mob Deeps and the Dalas and the Tribes and Jurassic Fives and MOPs Exhibit. Exhibit. Like there's just the, that era, that, that mid nineties hip hop. An amazing cover art by Dead Ose and A Crew and Shadow Virus too. Did he do all the covers? Uh Dead Ose did half, Virus did half, uh Inks Inks, Inks did uh one cover. Did the tribe cover, um, but AA crew they oversaw the art direction of the magazine. And Dedos has done quite a bit. Yeah, Dedos is crazy. He's um he's got I don't know if if, if you get a chance check Dedos's golden era sort of series where he's it's got the most incredible art and he goes through all of our heroes like the Run DMCs, Eric B and Rakim, Jazz. Just, the list is too long too long, but um that art's gonna be a big part of the book as well. And uh, we also got some virus stuff too. Yeah. And Virus is uh, low-key one of the original uh, designers for Supreme. Yes, that Supreme. I was curious, just in general, hip-hop, if we open up here, courtesy Rob at Neptune Records, we see a poster, a couple posters. Do you remember anything about this gig on the left? Wow. Yeah. What is it? What are we looking at? So this is at the Commodore, and it was when Ice-T came, and I think they recorded this for much music. I caught Ice-T's towel that day. He threw it in the crowd. So it was just like uh, his whole crew with King T and Donald Deere and Low Profile. I believe Everlast was there too, Spin Masters. Oh, this was at the Orpheum. I was thinking of the Commodore one. I don't even know this. No, it's the, I think this is the one you're talking about, the Orpheum. No, it's not. It was the Commodore one where I caught his shit. Fucking King T? I know. What? Oh, yeah. This is Iceberg. This one's later? It was the Iceberg thing. Was The Iceberg was the one... At the Commodore, too, he came back again. And they recorded it for Much Music, and they aired it on Much Music. I one time saw Ice-T at the Commodore, and he had Everlast open yeah. for him. Yeah. I don't know if you're talking about that gig. That was about 1986, I think. No, I think it was a little later than that. I'm trying to, like... Or maybe 88. Yeah, it was the same tour. It was, it was the Iceberg tour. Is this for sale for 50 bucks for real? 
<laughs> Neptune Records. I'm going to buy touch it. it. I'm going to leave with this. What are you talking about? Gonna... I'm buying that, yeah. But anything you want to add about this, like, did a lot of people come to hip-hop gigs in Vancouver? Like, it's at the Orpheum. Yeah, this is something that I've been trying to figure out, is, like, the actual, what were the first hip-hop shows that happened in Vancouver? I remember BDP at, at p and yeah, Grandmaster Flash, but was that the group or just him? I remember... He did play here in the 70s. He did an appearance in the 70s. Uh, wow, I didn't know that. Some people told me Houdini came, but I don't know. I really want to know. What was the earliest ones that you remember? Just the Grandmaster Flash in the 70s sometime, the late 70s or early 80s. Yeah, David, David, David Hawks is part of that, he told me. These right here are hip-hop posters from Vancouver. CITR is the only one playing hip-hop music. How are people finding out? Was hip-hop played on any other stations, like Zed or anything? Not that I can remember. Like Bust, like Bust a Move by Young MC or Let Your Backbone Slide was definitely played on like LG73 and stuff. It was? Yeah. I don't think it was, was it? 100%. Well, cool. So people were, how were people finding out about this music? From listening to your shows? Posters on the street? Like these posters? I don't know. Um, we, yeah, I'm trying to think. Like my, King T, for example, my very first, uh, the first time I saw him was seeing the bass video on the Soul and Slow, Soul, what was it? Uh, the Much Music Soul. In the city? Or? Yeah, Soul in the City is the two-hour rap special. That's where I first saw King T, I remember seeing. That's where I saw most of my first uh, yeah. rap videos. Yeah, I think I think much music uh, takes the uh, credit for telling people about shows. I, I, I like I said, I went to the first show I remember going to was Maestro opening for Young MC, but I also went to like Rhythm Nation uh, tour Janet Jackson. I also saw like Snap, you know the the Power Group at Commodore. Uh, we I saw Two Live Crew. Tone Loke, no, I saw Tone Loke and Two Live Crew, I think, were on the same gig, uh, and that was at the Orpheum as well. I don't know. I saw a lot of rap. I remember DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince were at the Commodore for the, I think I could beat Mike Tyson tour, and there's like 100 of us there. Nobody showed up. You went to that? Wow. I mean, Steve. Just winding up here with Flip. Out. And Jay. Swing. I was curious, speaking about, you know, rock and roll rap gigs that happened, Tupac or Biggie, they never made it to Vancouver, did they? I think Seattle? Yeah, I saw I saw uh, Tupac at the Summer Jam in Seattle in 93. Doing, he, They were running out of time, and they only let him do I Get Around. And I remember uh, he almost he threatened to beat up the sound man because he kept trying to cut his shit off. He's like... He, like, walked over to him and cussed him out. They let him perform that song. So they were running so late, they only got to do the one song. But, yeah, he was there. And you were down there just for Tupac? I and Run DMC. And what about Biggie? He never made it this area, did he? Maybe maybe Washington, maybe Seattle, but never never to Vancouver. And same with Wu-Tang. Uh, well, Wu-Tang came here after, not in, like, the 93, 94 sort of Wu-Tang. Not when Elements was running. No, but I think Raekwon came, I think... Raekwon came at that was the day Big Pun died and yeah. flipped DJ for Ray, Raekwon. Yeah, I, he was getting local DJs to be his DJ. Raekwon was on this tour, and I got to be the DJ. And it was the day that Big Pun died, so it was February, I think, seven two thousand. Uh, and uh, yeah, he was like, "I'm fucked up right now. My best friend just died because they were tight." Gee, swing and flip out. When you eventually were on the beat, were you kind of playing stuff you had played on CITR years earlier? Yes. We kind of continued our rap radio tradition. As a matter of fact, um, in 2004, 
we were celebrating 10 years of rap radio because we started, Jay started uh, doing the show at, on CITR in 94. So 2004, 10 years later, we were kind of celebrating that we've been doing this for so long. We might, the station might be just brand new, like two years old, but we've been here doing it in this literally exact format. And at the beat, we got to do a lot of great in uh, studio interviews live with people like Guru, uh, Fife, and Dela, and Russell Simmons. I got to interview. I'm Chameleonaire. Was Chameleonaire there? <laughs> we did we? Yeah. Holy shit, Chameleonaire. Yeah. Oh, man, amazing. And, yeah. At that time, though, wasn't the beat and much music kind of ruling Vancouver? Because I remember Chris Nelson on Much Music did a segment with Prevail, and it was him walking down Robson to see how much free stuff he could get. Like, people would just give him free stuff because they saw him. What did you know about the riches to be made with Vancouver rap in the 2000s? I knew nothing about any of it. <laughs> I know that, like, the Rascals never had to pay to get an album recorded like you know people like use their own money to whatever the rascals never had to use their own money to do anything and they were taken care of kind of by their record label by bmg and stuff they had a good pretty good situation mad child owned battle axe records so he he was the owner so whenever anything happened big with the label he got to reap the full benefits of it and yeah i don't know it was it was Back then, there was a lot more money because Chauclair had budgets, people were signing, and then that bubble burst later. But in the mid-2000s, it was okay. People were thinking that they were living large. Is the radio kind of like the radio was when you first started, Jay? Like everything has been driven underground? Or basically, through Spotify, like, are you hearing some rap on airwaves? Um, I don't really listen to the airwaves much anymore. I know when we first started the beat, it was like they let us play whatever we wanted, and we took advantage of that. And then they decided to be like, okay, now we need to make the money, and you got to pull all this back and play this artist a lot more. So that all went away, but for the first while, man, like we definitely were able to break records and just play you know, what the clubs were playing and what people were listening to. So I, I kind of feel like that was like the Wild West of radio out here. What do you flip out? Uh, yeah, I think that people, I think people should be maybe reminded to, reminded that even nowadays, if you see like a, a rapper and, uh, they seem like they're independent, they say they're independent or they seem like they're underground, but you kind of see them everywhere. It's because they're not independent. They're actually signed and they're being pushed by the major record label on all these other channels like streaming. And then even viral videos are like kind of you know, kind of contrived. So and if you know a SoundCloud rapper and no one else knows about them, then they're legit independent. If you know a SoundCloud rapper and they're kind of popular, then they're not just, they're not independent. You know, so the rap, the way that rap's being promoted has kind of changed away from the radio, but the labels are still smart and they're still like promoting, so... And in the old days, you could pick up a record and see who the distributor was, what label it was on. Yeah. Now it's totally hard. Yeah, now you don't. Now you don't know. Even on Spotify, you don't even see. You go to song credits, and they don't have the producer on it, and they don't have all the info. So yeah, you can. It's like shrouded in mystery. Like you never know. Aside from producing Elements magazine in the '90s, just curious, Winding Upper, what records did you break on the radio, playing? Oh, man. Um, what did you help with? I mean, I remember we played the shit out of Eminem before he got with Dre. 
Yeah, we were playing. We played. Did we play off his cassette? It, no, it was. Um, did you see him at the Warp Tour? No, I saw him. Not the Warp Tour. We saw him out at Peony Forum. But we we played the shit out of Eminem before we got with Dre. It was um, it was a Slim Shady EP, and I had a, I had a CD of it. Yeah. I and mean, it wasn't the Infinite. We didn't. It was after that. Oh, yeah. So I mean, we just played him to death. Um, we played, we played uh, the Shabam Sadiq record that had him on it. I really liked that. But yeah, but the thing was cool is like. You know, if you look at elements like dudes like Eclipse were at Wild Pitch at the time and had a lot of really good relationships with the record labels in the state, so they would send us everything. Like, you know, they send us all the releases. So, you know, the Duck Down records like Black Moon and Smith and Wesson, yeah. that kind of stuff. I remember us playing the Mob Deep shit like off of the advanced cassette single. Um, just yeah, I would say um, I wasn't part of the show for a year. Jay started doing it, and when I would listen, I remember songs. Like Bucktown, Smith and Wesson, I heard first Jay played on the radio. You know, shout out to Kilo C. I heard Glaciers of Ice, Raekwon first on Crispy Biscuit. Um, I also heard Jay Swing play like Mass Appeal by Gangstar first at a jam. Um, Royalty, I think Jay played at El Famoso Red Lounge. It was like the first time. So basically, Jay's formula for the radio show was. It was all new music, and he wouldn't even repeat songs from the last week unless they were, what was your criteria? Unless they were big? Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. A, just a big record. So yeah. every every week was brand new. Two hours, and then like one or two uh, old songs. So basically, every week, he broke, Jay broke records. How about at the beat, when you moved to the beat? Uh, at the beat, I guess, it was kind of complicated. <laughs> Did anybody thank you? Did the record labels thank you? Yeah, I got a Eminem plaque on the wall. That's cool. Um, yeah, that's kind of cool. So they did remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, honestly, it was as far as the beat goes. It's mostly Canadian artists like Shawclair, Cardinal, Rascals, um, Chaos. Like, the, what about Drake? When did you first hear of Drake? I first heard of Drake. It was, I don't know, man. It was when he got with Lil Wayne. So it was like I think he had released a couple of projects. It was before the best I ever had. Um, the So Far Gone stuff. It was like just before that. But that was like, I don't even know. That was right around the time I stopped doing radio when Drake broke, I think. Flip would have like ran with Best I Ever Had on, yeah. the, on the beat. Yeah, that, um, there's a... Uh, you know him as a Canadian or as kind of like a, associated with... <laughs> uh, I, I remember reading on a blog a story about how he got signed and he was going to be like the next thing, whatever. But I also... Later found out that my friend uh, DJ Respect, who Jay and I both know, was his DJ in Toronto. So Drake was a real underground rapper in Toronto, and, and you know our our we also Bishop from Toronto, longtime rapper guy. He he had a relationship with with Drake as well. But um, I think best best I ever had broke on the internet. You know what I mean? And then it got and then we added it to the radio. It's still it's still played on Virgin. On ninety four point five Virgin as a as a CanCon like gold best I ever had. You can still hear it in two thousand nineteen. How did you know DJ Respect? Uh, he's one of the Toronto guys. I think DJs have sort of like you know a, a little sort of DJ union, so to speak. So when you have like people from Toronto you're cool with, then he's just one of the DJ guys we're all friends with, and we bring him out here for parties and that kind of thing. We have him on the radio, and you just stay in touch. Just yeah. you know DJ shit. And four corners. 
Yeah, shout out Kirk, Captain Kirk, the yeah. Raptors DJs. Yeah, same thing. You know, they come out here, play the clubs that we played at, and you know, they're part of that whole DJ circle. Yeah, shout out, shout out G Man and Risk, who I think brought these people out, brought out Scratch Bastard as well. And Ten years at Fortune. Yeah, congrats, ten years. Twenty-five and- years of G Man and Risk. It's amazing. I didn't realize that Linda Schulten on her credit card brought up Qbert. That is an amazing CITR connection. Not only that, she put the cost for to um, produce all these Elements magazines on her credit card. Yeah, we would drop it off at the printer, and it would be on her credit card. I thought like CITR, Discord, or UBC paid for it. I'm sure she got the money. I'm sure she got reimbursed, right? But she took the initial risk. Yeah, she was like, if it wasn't for Linda, there would be no Elements. It was like. Was it like fifteen hundred bucks or two grand or something like that? It was more than we had. And elements was, of course, CITR's hip hop magazine associated with Discorder magazine. Anything else you want to add to the people out there about elements, the reissue of elements or Vancouver hip hop? I don't know. No. You're pr- you're pretty thorough. Yeah. You're- we talked a lot. Why should people care about elements? Why should people care about the reissued version of elements? Because you're gonna be a part of it. Um, <laughs> boom! Um, people should check Elements Magazine because it's a snapshot of you know the mid '90s in hip hop, not just Vancouver but worldwide, and that was a great time. It's a very, uh, it's a good, entertaining read, especially, uh, and it's and it's also kind of informative. And if you, uh, you know, the the generation that came, the generation that was there for the '90s, love to talk and hear about what happened in the '90s. So uh, it's it's great. Like you know, you can Questlove loves to talk about that era. I read Questlove's book, Meta More Meta Blues, and it's kind of like a snapshot into his brain during that time, which is kind of like this. And it's just something that I I like personally, and I think it would appeal to younger people because there's information there about groups that are 100% legendary and timeless. Some mistakes, like the Nitwits mistake. The nitwits. You list the record as coming out when it actually it didn't come out. That was with that. I mean, that was. Oh yeah. Well, we had the advance to to you know we had the advance copy to review and it, it still exists. It exists. There's a test pressing. Yeah. So we we thought we were just ahead of the game and it just never ended up coming out. But that happens. I don't know if that was a mistake. More like, you know, an exclusive. But it's an excuse for you guys to put in that was a test pressing in the reissue of Elements to write that wrong that has existed for 25 years. Oh, man. I, I, you know what? I haven't slept very well since then. <laughs> I, I think you should uh, end the show with the Nitwits record that nobody's ever heard. So here we go. The Nitwits live on CITR only on test pressing, right? Correct. Two of them. Uh, Nitwits, then there was, then there's Nada, and the Quan record. What was that called? Minor Major. Minor Major. All produced by Chemo. On CITR, the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show. Well, anything else you want to add? You also brought along, actually, Peter. Do you want to come over here, Peter, for a second? Um, anything you want to ask, Jay, and flip out. You've been listening in. Anything you want to ask? And who are you, Peter? Well, my name is Peter, and I'm here from Brooklyn, New York. I'm a huge fan of DJ Flipout. My only question for you after hearing this interview is, uh, were you at all influenced by the other hip-hop magazines that were available and being published uh, independently, uh, like Stress Magazine and uh, Ego Trip and and so on and so forth? Yes, and Flavor 
who our friend Sarah Honda, our mutual friend Sarah Honda, was a part of. And that was from Seattle. So, yeah, you are correct, Peter. We were definitely influenced, but we also felt like we were different. Yeah, we were definitely trying to find our own lane. You know who we were influenced, not aside from the magazine, was um, we did the radio show and Stretch Armstrong and Bobito, and their whole thing interv- uh, influenced us greatly. Uh, but also um, Wake Up Show, even more, I think. And also Crispy Biscuit Show. So those three shows definitely like had the biggest impact on us, more so than like Stress Magazine. If we're talking about any like Stress or was it One Love was another one. There's a bunch of them. Um, but Flavor Magazine out of the States, I would say, was our biggest influence. And we and Source Magazine was out then, of course. And we just felt like we were... We just we just wanted to cover the stuff that we wanted to cover. Um, we were a little more, I guess, underground. We didn't have any. There was no rules, and we also didn't know what we were doing. So that's sort of part of the kind of the beauty of it, is that it was just kind of we just made it up as we went along. And I I had a thing where I would, if it was a transcribed interview, I would transcribe every little saying, like you know what I'm saying, and I would put all the n bombs in it. Uh, change the spelling of it, and I would just transcribe it word for word. Even putting like uh, mm. and in one interview with Busta Rhymes, it's crashed. He's in a parking lot, and Cool Keith comes out of nowhere, and he starts freaking out. Oh man, is that fucking Cool Keith? And then I'm put on hold, but I can hear him talking to Cool Keith in the background, and I kind of tried to describe it in the in the in the um, interview. So it was fun. Amazing. Behind the scenes of Elements, Flip Out and G-Swing and Peter, thank you very much. Keep on rocking in the free world and do do loot do do Visions in the light, bright, right behind the gods Ready to take over synagogues and wake the massive wide of duckies My body has it popping over, it's so fuck it If I wasn't in for bills, I would have been in house for sale No pressure, from a record label to commercialize Phony A&R's gotta open eyes and realize That the fantasy, the dreaming won't go poof Then there's nada, MC's hard to score Because there's too many espadas in the back Watch out front with many men Roll my long, blindly searching, no researching That man gotta be a clone of El Diablo Trying to ask why they Cause he rico pimp the group Got him soon Time to choke on the lace chick off I'm miscalculated Move on their behalf No control over the soul mentality Has now sold This fantasy The dream that won't go Speaking kid with the stars in his eyes Life in his hands Don't realize that he must land sometime Some crime might drop him More than time could stop him But not for long as far as he's concerned Oh boy could do no wrong You gotta know what's going on Keep a careful eye on every pie and every sale Or mama will be telling back when tell senora I feel I need to tell you not to shed no more tears Cause of 
your son and better So he's been dead for years or had it coming I seen your e-hole running down my alleyway But his deep perception must have ran astray Cause he didn't realize that the eyes of the rats Keep the back street from my alleys Drunker than a deep sleep commit forever You better wake up late for me The last thing you endeavor Speaking to the self, you are drop a new man of history. Hold the carriage 365 days ahead. Yeah, you man, just the great inscriptions, caught that scars and burn right through man. So take it all to heart. There's really that, and then there's not when you end before you start. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you see the end, no? This fantasy you dream you will go poof in this into abyss. Sometimes I catch a grip, sometimes I let him slip, sometimes I gotta let the boy go off on his own trip. It's sick, I'm the dollar bill cause cataract. Matter of fact, make the mind start tripping, that's a fat attack. But the real obesity grows in your soul, this you ain't. And the poor and old all simply wet like pain. Some illness rips is to commit, so my wish not to yearn. It says up through skulls that'll cause an ego trip. Mine's a fault, right to the mass of stomp of freedom. Live with authority, I caught your nose up too high. Understand that the thoughts come from the ass to impress the fucking man. Nada. Nada. 